Today we'll be covering what a day at Animal Kingdom looks like for us when we're visiting Walt Disney World. Hello and welcome to the Let's Go to Disney podcast. I'm your host Oliver. Today is Sunday, January 14th, and you're listening to episode 18, a sample day in Animal Kingdom. Lucy is back on the show today to talk Animal Kingdom with us. Hi, everyone. Uh, nice to be back on the show. We love Animal Kingdom very much. It's a very good, fun, relaxing vibe there. And uh, I've never met anybody who said otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. We do love the vibes at Animal Kingdom. It's definitely a more relaxed feel than some of the other parks like Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Absolutely. Before we get into today's main topic, here's what's going on in the parks right now. January 9th was a big day for Walt Disney World. All-day park hopping finally made its return. You can now park hop at any time of day. Note, park-to-park bus transportation doesn't start until 10 a.m. If the park you're trying to get to isn't connected by monorail or Skyliner, you'll have to find another way there, such as driving or rideshare. Park pass reservations are no longer required for date-based tickets. Quick note, this means that you can join the virtual queue for either Tron or Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at 7 a.m. You can only hold one virtual queue at once. But if you got Tron at 7 a.m. and rode it in the morning, you could hop to Epcot and join the 1 p.m. virtual queue for Guardians of the Galaxy. And finally, the Disney dining plan is officially back. This allows you to prepay for your meals before your trip. Festival of the Arts officially kicked off on Friday, January 12th, and will run until February 19th. This is a short festival, but it offers fun activities and beautiful and vibrant eats, so make sure to take advantage if you find yourself in Walt Disney World. Disney Parks blog announced that Country Bear Jamboree will close temporarily beginning on January 27th and will reopen later this summer. An exact date was not announced. Disney said the new show will include returning favorites as well as new reinterpreted Disney songs and different types of country music like bluegrass, pop country, Americana, among others. Disney released a limited time ticket deal for Florida residents, the Disney Thrills ticket. A two-day ticket is $199 and a three-day ticket is $219. And tickets are valid January 11th through March 15th. This special offer will require guests to make park pass reservations. In Disney Cruise Line news, the new Tale of Moana will debut on the Disney Treasure, which is Disney's newest ship set to set sail on its inaugural voyage in December of 2024. The show will feature iconic scenes from the movie, which includes the theater transforming into the island of Matanui, and will feature the songs you know and love. Disney Parks blog shared concept art, and it looks phenomenal. Over on the West Coast, California Adventure's Lunar New Year Festival is kicking off on January 23rd and will run until February 18th. Disney released the menus for the food booths on the Disney Parks blog. Important closures to be mindful of if you're in Walt Disney World this week. The Skyliner will be completely down for yearly maintenance on January 16th through the 21st. And the line between the Riviera Resort and Epcot will be closed all the way until January 27th. Buses will be dispatched for the affected resorts. Having said that, let's get into today's main topic. Lucy and I will give you some insight as to what a day in Animal Kingdom usually looks like for us when we're visiting Walt Disney World. We'll go over how we get to the park depending on where we're staying, how we structure our day, and our park strategy in balance with individual lighting lanes and Genie Plus. We'll also talk about some of our favorite places to eat at in the park and beyond. So, Animal Kingdom is unique in the sense that there's only one mode of transportation to it, which is driving. The other parks you can walk to, you can either take the monorail or the Skyliner, for example, but Animal Kingdom is kind of off on its own and you can either drive there or take the bus. Really, there's no other way to get to it. Mm -hmm. But it is very easy. The buses obviously always work really great from all the resorts. We've never had an issue getting there. It's very, very, very easy. Yep, absolutely. The buses are reliable, just like getting all to the Mm -hmm. other parks. If you've taken bus transportation before, it's really no different. Even from the Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is the closest resort to Animal Kingdom, you still have to take a bus to it. You can't walk to the entrance from there. No, it would be way too hard. (laughs) Yeah. So it doesn't matter what resort you're staying at. It's always going to be the bus or driving. 
Uh, Animal Kingdom is usually the park that opens the earliest and also closes the earliest. It often opens at 8 a.m., sometimes even earlier. So early entry is usually around 7.30. Yeah, so that means you'll be able to queue at the touch points around 6.30 if early entry is at 7.30. So the buses will usually arrive around that time. And if you're driving, you'll be able to go through security and queue around that time as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you arrive early, 7 a.m. will hit while you're already at the park. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes we won't actually purchase individual lightning lanes or Genie Plus for Animal Kingdom. Yeah, we found that we have purchased it before. But now that we've been a few times, we found that if you strategize well, you really don't have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. This is the park where we feel it's least necessary to buy Genie Plus or individual lightning lanes for Flight of Passage, especially when you're arriving there for early entry. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Most people queuing up in the morning are probably heading to the same place as you, but don't get discouraged. You'll get on pretty quickly in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's having a flight of passage. Like yeah. unless you have a child in your party that's too short to write yeah. flight of passage, everyone's going there for yeah, sure. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, so having said that, like Lucy said, we have purchased Genie Plus and individual lightning lanes for flight of passage before. If you choose to purchase either. So for Genie Plus, we suggest you book Navi River Journey or Kilimanjaro Safaris first and then Expedition Everest and Dinosaur. Kali River Rapids will sometimes get long lines on hot days when the park is busier, but for obvious reasons, it can be a ghost town when the weather is cooler. So the Genie Plus priority for Kali River Rapids will vary. Oh, it'll be like, it should be low on your priority. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you do buy Genie Plus for this park, you definitely don't need to be on top of it like you do at Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom. We have bought Genie Plus there. And like, again, we didn't feel like it was 100% worth it because the rides seem to just have availability pretty deep into yeah, the day. Yeah, it was almost like we had to use the lightning lanes. So we would pick it even though the wait was maybe 10 minutes long. But yeah. you still had to pick one <laughs> yeah exactly like when you purchase it you're going to use it right yeah. and again that was uh, september i believe when it we was. were there when we purchased genie plus at animal kingdom so your mileage may vary there obviously if the parks are really really busy you Summertime. still might get yeah, yeah yeah exactly you might get use out of it but if the parks are quiet it's definitely not definitely not necessary i agree yeah and if you choose to buy an individual lightning for flight of passage you should have no problems doing so at 7 a.m even much after that it tends to hang around quite a bit yeah like if the flight of passage is a goal of yours to maybe want to ride it twice and you are rope dropping you could head there right away and ride it first and then use your individual lightning lane to get on it a second time yeah absolutely uh, if you aren't purchasing genie plus or an individual lightning for flight of passage Here's how we normally structure our day because that's typically what we do. So we'll usually arrive at the parks nice and early and be some of the first people at the touch points. Uh, just so you know, there is a washroom right next to the touch points, which is nice. It is very nice because not every single touch point at the four individual parks has a washroom. You kind of have to go quite a ways. So I actually find that very appealing. <laughs> yeah, literally because it's right next to where you're queuing at the touch points. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're there for early entry, you'll be able to enter the park, whether you're staying on resort or not. But there really isn't much to do at the front of the park here. And where the cast members are lined up to scan for early entry, it's like right near the front. Yeah. So there's like a kiosk, there's a couple shops, but there's really not a whole lot going on. So if you're not there for early entry, you don't qualify because you're not staying on resort. You no can't go far. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So don't rush getting there. It's first not like thing. you could go into the shops or anything like that. They'll stop you before then. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're up and down Main Street with tons to see, tons to do. So I don't think it's worth it. But Agreed. your mileage may vary. It depends on what you want to do. So to each their own. So if you are eligible, make sure to keep your party together when you're scanning your magic band or take it at the second cast 
members because only one person per party needs to scan. So for example, you're a party of four, two adults, two children, only one of the adults needs to scan and then you can all go through assuming you're all together. But they will not let you go through if you're not together. If you rush through the touch point to try and get to that next cast member, they're going to make you wait until all your parties with you. Yeah, absolutely. Or you'll have to scan twice. Yes. Yeah. So again, just keep everybody together. Mm -hmm. It's probably easier. Uh, so from the entrance, you're going to keep going straight until you get to Discovery Island, which is the hub for Animal Kingdom. From here, you're going to stay left as far as left as you can stay and head back in towards Pandora. Follow the crowd because really everyone's... That's where everyone's going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's going to the same yeah. spot. You'll come to a small bridge that leads into Pandora and cast members are going to hold you on the far side of that bridge. There's going to be cast members at the front for Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey. And again, 99% of people are heading to Flight of Passage. Yes, agreed. So this is very similar to rope dropping other parks and other attractions, right? Like if you're at Magic Kingdom, for example, and you're doing Fantasyland, you'll have cast members from Peter Pan, from Seven Dwarves. And it's a similar thing. So you follow the cast members when the line starts moving to whatever attraction you're trying to get to. Yeah. For Flight of Passage, it's kind of wonky. So you follow the cast Ugh. members and you're going to turn right yeah. and then... One of the cast members kind of plant themselves and everybody does a big hook around. It is a little bit awkward at times because you are trying so hard to keep your spot in the line with everybody else trying to merge into the line as well. And you're side by side with the people who are actually pretty far behind you. But it seems like they're right there. Yeah. It's hard to describe it. It's a little wonky, but eventually it all works itself out. Yeah, exactly. You go from essentially like a big mass of people funnel mm -hmm. to like, you know, two people like two by two essentially yeah. just if you can visualize that it's a little bit chaotic but once you're into that funneled area then you're just basically it's a long long walk to the front of the attraction and it's actually uh, an enjoyable walk yeah. yeah exactly and they they even if like for example 7 30 is early entry you're probably going to start walking like 10 15 minutes mm -hmm. before because it literally they're taking you through the entire queue for flight of passage if you've waited in that queue you know how it's long it cool is too. you're literally walking all the way through pandora and then all the way through the queue yeah exactly so it does take some time there. Yeah. And then once you're off Flight of Passage, if that's what you rope drop, Navi River Journey is right next to it. So I suggest heading there. Yeah, it's usually going to be a very small wait time. We've hardly ever not just got right onto a, a boat. So yeah. maybe five minutes max you would wait. Yeah, exactly. We're usually pretty close to the front of the line for Flight of Passage. So we're some of the first people off that mm -hmm. ride. Uh, so yeah, line is typically super short over at Navi River Journey. Yeah, absolutely. One thing to note, our daughter until very recently was not tall enough to ride Flight of Passage. So we would rope drop Navi River Journey and buy an individual lighting lane for Lucy and I and our son. One of us would go with our son and then one of us would go alone and stay with our daughter. Yeah, but this time she gets to ride it. Yeah, exactly. She's finally <laughs> tall enough. So on our upcoming We're trip, so she'll, be, yeah, she'll be able to experience that for the first time. And Animal Kingdom is opening wide up for her because she'll also be tall enough for Expedition Everest. Yeah, she's going to enjoy this park a lot more than she did last time. Even though she really did enjoy it, this one's just going to be so much better this time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and just so you guys are aware, 44 inches is the height requirement for both attractions. So Flight of Passage, Expedition Everest, 44 inches. If your child is shorter than that, they're not going to be able to ride it. So something to keep in mind for your early entry strategy. If they are tall enough, then it's all good. Go queue wherever you want to. Yeah. So whether you rope drop, Flight of Passage, or Navi River Journey because of the little in your party, I suggest heading straight to Kilimanjaro Safaris from there. This is what we normally do because that'll have the next longest line, especially first part of the day. Yeah, from what we have noticed and been told by cast members, 
the animals, if it's a nicer, cooler morning, they are pretty active. So a lot of people know that they want to go and see these right away in the morning because once the sun is out, once it gets really hot, a lot of those animals will retreat and uh, you may not get to see as many. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of those animals, like Lucy said, they just lounge when it's really hot. Yeah. Like the lions, for example, they're nocturnal creatures anyway. So yeah. um, you might get more action uh, early in the morning when yeah. it's nice and cool. And we yeah. can attest to that. We've been first, like one of the first rides in the morning. And yes, they are pretty active then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from here, the stress of the day is really over at Animal Kingdom. Like we said at the start, <laughs> this is probably the most relaxed of the four parks. And one thing I always say, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios for the rides, Epcot and Animal Kingdom for the vibes. And the vibes are seriously more relaxed at Animal Kingdom. Absolutely. At this point, we're probably needing a coffee of some sort. If it's a really hot morning, we're usually headed over to the Starbucks in Animal Kingdom and we're grabbing ourselves an iced coffee and maybe a little snack for the kids if they're with us. So it's really great. You get those three rides out of the way and then you can just relax. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Starbucks location at Animal Kingdom is called Creature Comforts. Mm -hmm. From the outside, again, it's unassuming. It doesn't look like a Starbucks. That's, that's where it is. It's between Discovery Island and Africa uh, just on your left there mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's pretty quick moving in there it's good it's a good spot to just stop and get a, a nice cold drink or a hot drink whatever you prefer yeah, absolutely. One thing we always do for Animal Kingdom is we typically put it on the back of a Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios day. So for the most part, when we start our trips, we always start at Magic Kingdom, right? It's a flagship park. The castle is there, Main Street USA. It's just quintessential Disney. That's where we start our trips. But it's always a busy park day. Usually goes late, right? Staying for fireworks. Yep. It's a long day. Whereas Animal Kingdom, like we said, the vibes are usually more relaxed. So we'll put that on the back of our Magic Kingdom day. Yes. And we don't tend to stay in Animal Kingdom from sunup to sundown. So that way you could even give yourselves an entire afternoon back at your resort or relaxing at a restaurant in Disney Springs. You don't have to feel like Animal Kingdom is a full day park. Yeah, absolutely. Having said that, if it's your first time there or you don't get to go to the parks often, you can definitely make a full day out of it with all the activities yeah. and the shows and everything. But Which we have done before. We've had supper there, went to close. It, again, it just depends what you're trying to get out of your day. It's going to depend if you're staying late or leaving early. It's really up to you and what you're trying to experience. Yeah. So once we've usually grabbed our coffee and whatnot, we'll probably make our way over to uh, the Expedition Everest ride to see what the line is like there. And usually around that time, it's still only about a five, 10 minute wait, depending yeah. on the time of season. Yeah, absolutely. You've got some options there after, you know, your initial rope drop. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, absolutely. That's what we typically do. We go to Expedition Everest. It's a thrill coaster. We both love it. Love um, it. Early morning, especially on days when the parks are not too busy, you can do it like back to back. We've done it probably maybe five times in a row once. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like again, like minimal weight, like five minutes or less, right? So if the parks are not busy like that and you like those thrill coasters, you can definitely get a few rides out of it. Yeah. And if it's a nice day, we may do Kali River Rapids from there. I don't like getting wet. He hates it. Yeah. <laughs> but Lucy does like this one. I will grit and bear it when it's like sunny and hot out. But when we were there recently, it was just cold. So oh, yeah, it wasn't worth it at that point. Yeah. The kids have only ever been on there once and 
they said they were okay, but our son is just like his father and also did not enjoy being wet afterwards. Yeah. And like the thing is like t-shirts, shorts, I can deal with. It's, it's the shoes. It's the shoes. Yeah. Like, yeah, having wet feet is just, yeah. yeah, it's not fun for anyone. So we don't always go on that ride, but some people absolutely love it. Like they thrive on getting like as soaked as they can yep. or they'll put on, you know, their rain slips, rain cover yep. slips and just go for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and it's funny because there's signs at the front of the attractions mm-hmm. that'll tell you, you will get wet. You, you may will. you may get soaked. Like, yeah. and it's 100. You're getting wet for sure. And yes, you might end up completely soaked. Yes. So just be mindful of that. Whether we did Collier River Rapids or not, another one we'll prioritize is Dinosaur and Dinoland USA. So again, this isn't my favorite, but Lucy does like it, so we always do it anyways. Yes, I like this ride a lot because it reminds me of going to Disneyland and the Indiana Jones ride there, which was one of my family's favorite when I was a kid. So. It just kind of gives me those same vibes. But Oliver doesn't like the jerkiness, I think, of that ride. And he thinks it might be too scary for our kids. So we actually didn't go on that last time with the kids. But I'm hoping we'll actually go on it this time. Yeah, we haven't been on it with the kids yet. But we will. I think we will take him next time. But just be mindful. I have seen kids come off this ride just completely and utterly terrified. (laughs) So there's like... Which isn't funny, but it's Yeah, there's like... Dinosaur animatronics, like scary ones. And if it's you're, dark. Yeah, it yeah, is dark. It's so, jerky. Like if you're, you know, four or five, six years old, I can definitely see how that, that could be scary. So you know your littles best. So just. Yeah. It's also very loud. It's a loud ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Uh, for littles, it could definitely be scary. So just yeah. something to keep in mind there. So if we start to feel peckish mid-morning, like Lucy said, if we weren't already at Creature Comforts, we might head there now, grab a cinnamon roll or Tamu Tommy refreshments have those big Mickey cinnamon rolls. So uh, that's an option as well. They also have muffins and some breakfast sandwiches. Other yummy snacks or quick service meals are the cheeseburger mm. steam pods, which are essentially cheeseburgers stuffed in a bao bun. These are good with a dipping sauce of your choice. They're so good. Yeah. yeah. I she really enjoyed these and that's actually a really good restaurant for kids our kids actually really enjoyed their meal there they got a quesadilla yeah. a little orange came with it a little mini water bottle they thought that was kind of and chips so they thought that was pretty cool yeah those veggie chips yeah. so they are served with veggie slaw and veggie chips for the adult meal and they also have it on the kids meal like lucy said uh with one bao bun instead of two so you could even get that if you're not that hungry mm-hmm. uh, they also have bowls here with your choice of base and protein that are pretty good as well uh, over at flame tree barbecue they have some good options as well like the pulled pork sandwich or the baked mac and cheese cheese with pulled pork among other barbecue options yeah you can usually uh, smell the barbecue going and it makes you very hungry everything there is really good that we've had so far yeah absolutely and there's a ton of seating here mm-hmm. with some down by the water as well which is nice and quiet and not many people venture down there that's true yeah yeah the buffalo chicken chips at Trilo Bites over in Dino Land are house-made chips with buffalo chicken, blue cheese dressing with tomato and celery relish. Uh, and these are really good. It's actually really good. I yeah. wasn't sure when we first ordered them, but I actually found them quite tasty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if you're craving fries, the fries over at Mr. Kamal's with the sriracha mayo, uh, it's basically on the way to Asia from Africa. And they're also really good if you're craving fries in the park. Yes, dipping sauce is key. And that's a good dipping sauce. Yeah, 100%. Yakinetti's local goods cafe, which is the quick service attached to Yakinetti restaurant, the table service is also good. They have like fried rice and uh, egg rolls, spring rolls, that kind of thing. If yep. that's what you're looking for, uh, Harambe market in Africa also has some good options. There's really no shortage of good food in animal kingdom. It's definitely underrated in my opinion, when it comes to food there, I would agree. Actually, we've had some really good snacks and lunches and suppers there. Like it's, it's really good. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, another thing we'll often do before lunch or after lunch in the early afternoon is sit down at the Nomad Lounge, which is the lounge attached to Tiffin's at the entrance to Pandora from Discovery Island. Mm-hmm. We love this lounge. We've been really lucky. We usually get a really good seat out on their balcony near the water. And we usually just get a drink, whichever one we're feeling, and maybe a little appy or a little dessert and just relax for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So this location doesn't require advanced dining reservations, but it does fill up. So mm-hmm. uh, you can join the walk-up wait list. So depending how busy it is, uh, it might be full. So you might have to wait before you can actually join it or you join it. And then it's going to depend on how busy it is yep. at the end of the day. Uh, like Lucy said, it's got wonderful outdoor seating, which overlooks the water near the bridge that leads to Pandora. And it's the perfect spot to relax for a beat in Animal Kingdom. It's uh, one of my favorite lounges in all of Walt Disney World. I agree. It's one of mine as well. Yeah. Uh, so some of the things you can order here is the Tiffin's bread service which they also serve at the restaurant. It's not quite as good or as extensive as Sanaa's bread service, if you've ever had the one over there, but mm-hmm. it's good nonetheless. Uh, the churros here are also really good. The sliders are also good among other delicious options. They also have a wide assortment of fun alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks. Uh, it's definitely worth a stop here. I agree. It is definitely, definitely worth it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, aside from rides and food, there's also some really good entertainment in Animal Kingdom. One show we check out almost every time when we're in the park is Festival of the Lion King and the Africa section of the park. Uh, this show happens multiple times throughout the day and features singing performances and acrobatic. It's really impressive. It's such a good show. It is. We have seen The Lion King on Broadway a few times and we enjoy this one just as much too. The kids love it. It's a really big auditorium. So there's not really even a bad seat in there. So if you feel like, oh no, we didn't get there first thing, don't worry about it. There's usually not a good, a bad seat in that place. Yeah, 100%. It's like four rows mm-hmm. or like, um, what do you call those? Bleachers, I Bleachers, guess. Bleachers, yeah. Yeah, of seating all facing the middle. Yep. Um, and they have like these giant puppets, I guess you could call them. Mm-hmm. Acrobatics, tumbling. It's just, it's really impressive. Yeah, and the show is like, they're constantly moving around the stage. So you get to see everything. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you're sitting. Like Lucy said, it's not really a bad seat in the mm-hmm. house. Another good show is Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond. And that's over between Asia and Dino Land. And it's also a really fun show for yeah, the whole family. It's yeah, so cute. It is. It's got some fun songs. It follows basically the storyline from the movie. And it's it's really well done. Another one we really enjoy. That's a good place too to cool off if it's really hot because it's inside and... It was nice and cool in there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's an AC theater, right? So if it is a hot day uh, mm-hmm. in Animal Kingdom, which Animal Kingdom can tend to get really hot and humid, right? I think it's mm-hmm. all like it's surrounded by trees and, you know, plants. plants. And it's just yeah. it's when it's hot, it gets hot in yes. that park. Yeah, 100%. Another show is it's tough to be a bug in the base of the Tree of Life right in the middle of Discovery Island. This is fun for the whole family, but it can be a little scary for the really little ones because there's fake creepy crawlies in the seats. Yes. And our daughter jumped a few times. Yeah, 100%. She was very little the first time we we were there with her and yeah I think she was a little creeped out yeah. by it but overall she did okay but uh, again that's one thing that we've seen some kids pretty come out of there pretty scared so just something to keep in mind there yeah so like Lucy said earlier typically speaking we don't stay very late in the park if we're there for early entry we'll usually head out mid-afternoon and go and refresh at our resort before going for dinner uh, in Disney Springs or potentially hopping to another park. Yep. Uh, having said that, if you're trying to experience most of what the park has to offer, you can certainly make it a full day. So the Gorilla Falls Trek and the Maharaja Jungle Trek is definitely worth a visit to see some of the animals. Yeah, we've seen some gorillas just out and about while we were on that trek. Yep. Uh, and they are very cool to watch and they interact with each other and it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, the trail takes you around like close to the enclosures. Mm-hmm. So it's probably as close as you can get without doing a backstage tour right mm-hmm. so just 
it's definitely worth it. Yep. Um, and then the Maharaja Jungle Trek, you can see the tigers, which I think is really Very cool. Very cool, yes. Yeah. Uh, so you can also take the Wildlife Express train to Rafiki's Planet Watch and check out some of the other animals there, the affection section, or take part in the animation experience at the Conservation Station, where you'll learn how to animate a rotating Disney character. Yeah, we saw some people doing it and they look like they're having fun. We decided not to do it that time, but I would do it for sure. Yeah, 100%. It looks like fun. Yeah. We should definitely take, maybe next time. Yes. We'll actually actually go and draw a Agreed. character. Yeah. So definitely something worth checking out if that's what you're into. This park really has a lot to offer. And as we visited more and more, I like it even more. It's got really relaxed vibes, some really good attractions, and it's home to some really stellar shows. I've spoken to many people that completely skip Animal mm -hmm. Kingdom during their trips. And I find that so sad because it really does have a lot to offer. Yeah. If you only have a couple days, I get it. You have to prioritize Magic Kingdom and some of the flagship experiences. But if you're here for four days or more, it's definitely worth a visit. I agree. And in terms of the nighttime spectaculars, there are no fireworks at Animal Kingdom because it would be very disruptive for those poor animals. So I appreciate that. Disney actually doesn't do that. Yeah, for sure. They ha they have to be mindful of that. So there is no no nighttime show. Sometimes when the days are shorter, so that's going to be like in the fall and winter, they'll actually have like a projection light show on the Tree of Life. But that doesn't happen in the summer and the spring when the days are longer because the park usually closes before it gets dark. <laughs> yeah, we've actually never seen that, but we've heard it's amazing. Yeah, 100%. Um, again, it just depends on the time of year and mm -hmm. if you're staying in the park late enough for it to happen. Yes. Having said that, Checking out Pandora when it starts to get dark is amazing. The land lights up and glows just like in the movies. Uh, and it's really a sight to behold. If you're there later, it's definitely worth checking out. I agree. So this is usually how Lucy and I like to structure our day, give or take a few details. Our park strategy does not really change, even when we have our kids. Like I said, previously, we've had to rope drop Navi River Journey instead of Flight of Passage, but no more. Our daughter is now <laughs> tall enough to ride Flight of Passage, so it'll be pretty much identical for us going forward. Yes. Uh, hopefully, this gives you some ideas on how you can structure your day and to pick and choose what's most important to you and apply that to your park itinerary. Yeah, absolutely. With that said, thank you so much for joining us today to talk Animal Kingdom. To make sure you don't miss any future episodes, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We would also love it if you could take a moment to rate and review the show. This helps us reach more listeners and we love the feedback. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for much more magical content. The link tree and the show notes will take you to all our socials. Have a great day and we'll see you real soon. 